time for some weird news. What do you have lined up over there today? Well, this is weird. A Long Island man is facing charges for pointing a gun at a boy after a candy mix-up. Happened Saturday at a home when a woman drove her son uh, and his 10-year-old sister to what she thought was a friend's house to leave uh, candy on the doorstep. The mother soon realized it was the wrong house. When the boy ran back to receive the candy, Michael Wen opened the door and allegedly pointed a gun at the boy. Oh, my goodness. Wen was charged Sunday with menacing and endangering the welfare of a child. What, did he want to keep the candy? What's he doing? He must have thought that the people were there to vandalize him or something and yeah. came out with a... Maybe protecting his house and not realizing what was going Shoot first and on. ask questions later. That's oh, crazy. Jeez. Good grief. Get your act together. An Italian mother with a parasite problem. (laughs) Parasite in quotes here. Okay. Uh, Won a big victory in court when a judge ordered her two adult sons to get out of her house. This is in Italy. All mothers love their kids, but there comes a time when they need to grow up and move out. For one mother, that time was way overdue, and she asked the court to force her sons aged 40 and 42, to move out of her place. She's a 75-year-old retiree. Okay. She uh, referred to her sons as parasites. Ah. Argued before the judge that they have been living in her apartment without contributing financially or even helping around the house. Boy, that's that's a lot. That's the argument she takes to the court. Yeah. These guys can't stay at my house anymore. The sons uh, hired lawyers who argued that Italian mothers have a legal obligation to take care of their children for as long as necessary, quote-unquote. What? That's what they're arguing back in court. Yeah. The judge disagreed. Uh, She referred to the men as uh, bambasioni, which means big babies. I like that, yeah. In in Italian. You too, bambasioni. Big babies, move out. And uh, gave them until December 18th to move out of the house. Well, it's your 75-year-old mom and you're not helping financially or helping around the house at all? Right. So your mom at 75 still having to pick up your dirty clothes and take care of your laundry and wash your dishes and cook your meals and you're not doing anything? And what are they probably Just living in, in the basement playing video games, 40 and 42? Oh, in their 40s. Okay, yeah. Come on. And then... No shame. Go to court and defend yourself. She's supposed to take care of us. She can't kick us out. She's our mom. We're only 40 years old. (laughs) That is unbelievable. You bambioni. Bambasionis. Great great word. Big babies. (laughs) All right. Legendary magician David Copperfield is announcing his newest trick. During a weekend interview on Today, Copperfield revealed he has plans to make the moon disappear. He said it's taken 30 years of work to develop the illusion. Practice runs on the trick apparently going well. Okay. He claims people have reported seeing strange things in the sky at night all around the country. Copperfield has previously made the Statue of Liberty vanish. Yeah, I remember that and seemingly walked through the Great Wall of China. It's not magic. It's an illusion. (laughs) It's still unbelievable. Yeah, you see it with your eyes, and you don't believe it. You think, 
uh, some, something's, something's here, but I can't figure it out. Can't be true. Can't figure this one out. A man has been arrested who was uh, allegedly involved in a $1.6 million liquor heist in Florida. Mackie, where you been? You been around here? You got proof you've been home all the time? I don't have proof. According to police, a group of thieves stole crates of liquor from a distribution center in uh, Gibson's, Gibsonton. Using semi trucks, they just backed up and hauled it out. Evidently, and officials tracked the booze to a storage facility in Halea, Florida. The shipment has since been returned to its rightful owner. Well, once they figured it out, yeah. Miguel Angel Artelis Revias faces charges of grand theft and burglary, and a warrant is still out for Ruth Melly Card- Cardero. Evidently, they didn't get Ruth yet. One point six million. Yeah, I would guess that's grand theft. That's some. That's a lot of booze. Right. Hope that doesn't cut into my cheap booze <laughs> connection that I had going. <laughs> Been buying at a discount, Mackie? Uh, down on the street corner, you know. Uh huh. Yeah. Hey, kid, look at this. <laughs> Mackie, what's in the weird news? Well, this one's weird. In a cruel twist of fate, a Bronx man who miraculously survived a stray gunshot wound to his abdomen 58 years ago is now dead, shot in the abdomen seemingly at random again. In late 1970, Darren Joseph was critically wounded after he was hit in the abdomen by stray fire while watching TV with his mother. (laughs) So... He's just sitting around watching TV, gets shot in the abdomen. Yeah, he's okay. Su- he survived, but doctors had to rearrange his organs to do it. Flash forward to Friday, less than a mile away from that old home, people on mopeds opened fire with no one, with no motive this time, ending his life. He gets hit in the abdomen again. Oh, you, it killed him this time. Yeah, his sister tells the New York Daily News his old gunshot wounds probably made it impossible to save him from the new ones. No word on any arrests. What a bizarre deal and sad. Oh, man. Unbelievable. People on mopeds driving around just shooting guns. What is, what's going on? A large spider is being blamed for a scary road accident in Death Valley National Park. Did you hear about this story already? No. Well, I guess when you're from Switzerland, you've never seen a big spider before. And, I mean, I've never really seen a really big spider outside of, like, at the zoo. Yeah, yeah. Where you're talking about tarantula-style spiders. But a couple of tourists from Switzerland were driving through the park, Death Valley National Park. They rented an RV. They somehow spotted a tarantula walking across the road. So not wanting to run over it, they slammed on their brakes to avoid it. Unfortunately, a Canadian tourist... Driving right behind them on a motorcycle wasn't able to stop and slammed into the back of the RV. Ah. An ambulance transported the biker to the hospital. His condition is unknown at this time. The Swiss couple, unharmed. The tarantula continued on its way, completely unscathed. (laughs) But uh, the spider caused the accident, evidently. You can't swerve around the thing? Motorcycle might have been riding a little too close, sounds like. How fast is the tarantula moving that you can't just swerve around it, maybe? It's just a spider, by the way. Right. It's an unexpected stop in front of that biker, though. It can't be called his fault, really. 
Albuquerque police have arrested the man known as the Wobbly Tire Bandit. According to police, Abby Chavez approached multiple female drivers to tell them one of their tires was wobbly. If they fell for it, he'd offer to fix the tire before grabbing their purse. Ah. Turns out Chavez had his daughters with him when he committed the stunts. And they're in custody now of child services as Chavez faces several charges, including burglary and vehicle theft. Yeah. Of course he does. A South Carolina pharmacy reportedly broken into with a potted plant. Police allege that six people in masks used the plant to break Williamsburg uh, Pharmacy's drive through window. So I suppose even like the store had a potted plant out front. Some of those pond, those big potting plants are pretty heavy. Yeah. Security footage shows suspects loading uh, the back of a vehicle, the criminally complicit greens nearby. <laughs> so smashed the window. There it is laying next to it. Broke in and stole drugs. Well, there's your, what your problem is there, sir. Uh, police uh, uh, report that the suspects stole prescription narcotics. Prescription drugs from a different pharmacy were also found at the scene. So they had evidently drugs in their pockets that spilled out onto the floor of the next pharmacy they were stealing from. I wonder if it's got their name on the label, any of them. Maybe, you think? It's happening in the weird news today, Mackie. Georgia man facing charges after he was reportedly hitting fans with a towel during the Steelers game on Sunday in Pittsburgh. Police say Richard Bryant was escorted out of uh, Accusure Stadium uh, for being disruptive around 1.40 and told not to come back. Officers were called back to Bryant's seating section less than two hours later when he returned. According to police, he was then arrested on trespassing charges and transported to the Allegheny County Jail. <laughs> he's from Georgia. The game's in Pittsburgh. They're playing Jacksonville. Maybe he's a Jacksonville fan. Location-wise, it would make sense. But And the whole terrible towel thing comes to play yeah. here. Yeah. How's the game, honey? It was great. <laughs> Got some splaining to do. Yeah. Yeah. Why why are you in jail again? <laughs> uh Philadelphia Flyers proved to be more alligator friendly than other Philly sports teams. On Monday night, they allowed a fan to attend their game with his emotional support alligator. Oh boy. The Philadelphia Flyers. Last month, Joey Henney and his alligator Wally, they Wally tried Gator? Wally Gator. They tried to attend a Phillies game, but uh, yeah. So first, they try the Phillies game. They're denied entry into the Citizens Bank, Citizen Bank Park. Although the uh, stadium allows service animals, it does not allow emotional support animals. Okay. Uh, Wells Fargo Center has a different policy and security. They're allowed Henney and Wally. To watch the Flyers take on the Carolina uh, Hurricanes, and Wally was kept on a leash the whole game. I, I would assume so. Yeah, wonder how big Wally is. Even got to spend time with the Flyers mascot, Gritty, evidently. So they made a big deal out of it, maybe. Mm -hmm. You know, get some snapshots with Gritty and the Gator. <laughs> Do people really get to say that their alligator is their emotional support animal? Right. Yeah. That's a, and that's what I'm thinking here. Do you get a lot of snuggles and hugs from the 
the gator on a regular basis? Yeah. You know, they come to my section and I'm working the game and I'm like, no, you can't come in. You get a cup of coffee and you go to work. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> Honolulu Mayor Rick Blangiardi and Governor Josh Green might be causing a few double takes on Halloween yesterday. They dressed up as each other to oh. discuss pedestrian safety and trick-or-treating. That's funny. Green wore a bald cap and glasses and a Hawaiian shirt. Blangiardi wore surgical scrubs and a stethoscope to look like Dr. Green. <laughs> they reminded those who are going to trick-or-treat in groups, wear reflective clothing, hold glow sticks so the drivers can see them better. That's pretty fun. Yeah. Imagine a couple politicians just having a good time with Halloween costumes. There you go. Dressing up as each other. Uh, police in Key West are used to dealing with drunks, Mackie. Maybe not the kind of drunk you had uh, a little while ago that got thrown in the slammer. Yeah. But this one's pretty good. Uh, case was truly bananas, you might say, because officers were flagged down and told that there was a man in a banana costume urinating on the side of a building. <laughs> Even though there was a row of porta potties right across the street. So officers located the banana perpetrator, as he said here. Okay. And they uh, approached him. He tried to make a run for it. They chased his chased him through the crowds of partiers until one official was able to grab him by the peel, so to speak, and take him down to the ground right in front of the Smokin' Tuna Saloon. Kind of easy to find him in the crowd as he was running away. The, yeah. He's, it's the guy in the banana suit. Right, exactly. Uh, 20-year-old Kyle Mortimer, a college student at the University of Miami, was arrested and charged with disorderly conduct and resisting arrest. Of course, he could always try to appeal. Thank you. Ah, ah, I uh -huh. see what you did there. Yeah. yeah. Very good. He, when he tried to escape, you might say he tried to split. He's, you know, he, yeah, he, he split. That, yeah. You might say that. What do you have in the weird news? Actor Alan Ruck is in some hot water after crashing his truck into a Los Angeles pizza shop. Yeah, that'll do it. Los Angeles Police Department say the Succession actor, very popular show, was involved in a four-way crash on Hollywood Boulevard that led to his vehicle slamming through the wall of Ruffalo's Pizza. Video shows Ruck's truck hit another car from behind, pushing it into the intersection while his own vehicle slammed into a pizza joint. Oh, boy. TMZ reporting two people suffered minimal injuries, uh, but as soon as they realize it's actor Alan Ruck, their necks are going to get sore, I think. <laughs> That's uh, probably about right. Yeah. It sounds like, I don't know, it's anecdotal totally, but it's, I mean, it sounds like you're on your phone or something when you slam into the back of somebody in the intersection so hard that you push him through the intersection. Obviously, you're not stopping. Right, no, he's moving pretty good. Reminds me of the accident from right here in town where they ran into the YMCA a couple of weekends ago. Yeah. Or, yeah, two, three weeks ago now. Slime into Raffalo's Pizza and the probably the folks in there having a nice pie go, hey, can I get your autograph? <laughs> yeah, that's the first thing they think of. Famous huh? actor driving. Not you okay? Driving into the restaurant. <laughs> Uh, well, this is kind of, I guess, about uh, getting into a restaurant, but uh, very different. Uh, a Utah man literally PO'd 
and blasting Grubhub after a Chick-fil-A milkshake that he had delivered to his house turned out to be a cup of warm urine. That's quite a little mix-up. Jeez. Caleb Woods says that he ordered fries and a milkshake from uh, Chick-fil-A off the Grubhub app, was sickened when he took a sip and realized it was urine. He says he immediately called the driver back to his house and laid into him when he arrived, accusing him of poisoning him. The driver explained to him that he had two styrofoam cups in his car, mistakenly delivered the wrong one to him. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So the the Grubhub driver actually fessed up to it. He further explained that he works long hours, leaves himself inside the car because he doesn't have time for bathroom breaks. Yeah. Man's got to go. Even though he's stopping at restaurants all day, they all have bathrooms. Yeah. Woods says that he demanded a refund from Grubhub and was angry when he uh, was only reimbursed for the cost of the food and not the delivery fee or the tip that he paid. Well, that's that really wasn't the responsibility of the restaurant, maybe, huh? I don't know. Grubhub has since issued a statement saying, we took immediate action with the driver and ended his contract with us. Yeah. Good idea. Noting our drivers hardly ever deliver pee. <laughs> We're following up with the customer to apologize, they said, and coaching the representative who was previously in touch with the customer. Yeah, he's fired, I'm sure. Yeah, there's going to be some uh, people lose their jobs more than just the one dude. The second person to receive a pig transplant has passed away. On Tuesday, Maryland doctors confirmed Lawrence Fawcett died late September. Six weeks after the pig heart transplant, or was transplanted, doctors say the heart seemed healthy for the first month but began to show signs of rejection in the days before Fawcett's death. The surgeon who led the transplant team said uh, the last wish for us was to take the, to take most of what we've learned from our experience. Fawcett's wife and her husband knew his time was short and that this was his last chance to do for others. Yeah. Pretty good attitude. Yeah, no doubt. So is the first pig transplant, when you're talking about, are you talking about heart pig? Heart, 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 the pig, pig of, valve? Heart of a pig, yeah. Okay. Or the full heart then. Okay. Well, it says heart transplant, so. A Florida man finally getting a second chance at life after he was mistakenly reported deceased back in 2019 after a car accident. We get these once in a while where somebody's yeah. mistakenly ID'd as dead. Right. Everybody think he's great because he's dead. Well, this he guy alive. Fifty-one-year-old <laughs> <laughs> Moises Ramos of uh, Miami, involved in a minor fender bender with another driver back in 2019. No one was hurt in the accident. Police took a, a report, and it wasn't until last year when Ramos applied to be an Uber driver that he found out that, according to the state of Florida, he was killed in that accident. So the. <laughs> So nobody got hurt in the accident, but somehow it ends up into the column of, yeah, one guy died here today. Yeah. As a a result, his application was denied as far as being the Uber driver. Feeling uh, pretty certain that he was not, in fact, dead, Ramos went to the police department to figure out what was happening and learned that the officer who took the report of the accident mistakenly listed it as a fatality. Getting it corrected uh, was not that easy. took about a year before it was finally fixed. 
He is now officially alive and will resubmit his Uber application, it says here. Well, doesn't it affect everything? I mean, if there's a, some yeah. sort of publication on this guy's dead, has he not paid taxes since 2019? Or not I mean, received any benefits that he had coming? I mean, all kinds of stuff starts to weigh in there, doesn't it? Right. Shouldn't just be Uber who figures out that the guy's got a problem. <laughs> What do you have in your uh, weird news today? Florida man's in trouble for driving a truck painted to look like a Border Patrol vehicle. One slight difference. <laughs> Instead of Border Patrol, the truck reads Booty Patrol. <laughs> okay. All right. The DeSoto County Sheriff's Office posted photos of the truck online this week to warn people impersonating authorities. You know, it's mostly Latin American, Spanish people, yeah. so maybe mm-hmm. they might not speak English, you know. Right. Go, oh, Border Patrol truck. Right. The man who wasn't identified got off of the citation for using uh, prohibited vehicle lights that resemble those used by law enforcement. So he had lights on the vehicle as well, not just a paint job. And booty patrol <laughs> written on the vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> Thought he was going to get away with that. Yeah, he got a little something-something. Booty Patrol. This might be the strangest story I've heard in a while. The Australian, an Australian woman, he cook, she cooked a meal that killed three people, has now been charged with murder. Aaron Patterson served a beef wellington to her in-laws in July. Okay. And three of her four guests died. Wow. While Patterson insists that the ordeal was an accident... Police have charged her with three counts of murder and five counts of attempted murder. Patterson says that she used store-bought mushrooms. Okay. But police suspect she actually used wild death cap mushrooms in the dish that she served. Wow. Just one bite can be fatal if you have the wild death cap mushrooms in the dish. Probably how the how the mushroom got its name. Yeah. Patterson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Patterson and her children, they later ate leftovers from the meal but did not eat the mushrooms and did not suffer any extreme symptoms as her guests did. Patterson originally had invited her husband and in-laws over in an attempt to reconcile her marriage. Why don't you guys come over? We'll talk about things. We'll have a nice meal. Yeah. Get to know each other again. Anybody like Beef Wellington? That is wild. And for sure, the wild death cap mushroom. Yeah, wow. Very wild. We'll add this to the list of places that Jimmy Hoffa might be buried. There's a team of cold case experts out there with a report that says the former Teamsters boss and mob connected is buried in a parking lot in the Milwaukee Brewers ballpark. The group called the Case Breakers say Hoffa's body is buried where third base used to be at County Stadium. Uh, That's currently under a parking lot at American Family Field. The theory is that Hoffa's body was dug up, moved to the parking lot when the new stadium was built in 1996. (laughs) Wow, this is starting to really develop a backstory here. They're tearing down the stadium? Are they digging up the infield? (laughs) <laughs> Hoffa. We got to go move that body. <laughs> Hoffa's been uh, missing since 1975. 
There have been dozens of theories about what happened to his body. Another one was the New York Giants That's stadium. the one I've always yeah. heard, the end zone of the New York Giants stadium. That he was in the concrete at uh, yeah. Giants stadium. <laughs> so, never been found, though. That is kind of an interesting, that's why the conspiracy theories continue to develop, I guess. Right. An escaped pig, whose name happens to be Kevin Bacon... Of course it is. His, uh, yeah. finally back home after living footloose and fancy-free for more than two weeks, I guess, Chelsea Rumba of Gettysburg says the 200-pound Juliana Pig had gotten out of the pen and remained on the loose for 17 days before finally wandering into a new pen, which she and her husband started building after the escape. Before that, efforts to find the pig were, which included leaving sticky buns laced with Benadryl around the neighborhood. They were hoping that the pig would uh, eat a bun and then fall asleep, I guess. Right. Um, They even had a plea for help on social media and uh, from the real Kevin Bacon. They had Kevin, the real Kevin Bacon asking for help finding Kevin Bacon. Nice, yeah. uh, But... In the end, Kevin Bacon just wanders back home and says, Oh, you built me a new pen? Right. Nice. Nice. Leave more often.